Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary trees, multiforms. It's time for the podcast. Uh, you know that uh, it does sounds much sleepier than the sound of a TARDIS. Uh, it's time for the podcaster. Whether I'm talking about Doctor Who or who or what, uh, like I'm here just to try and create a safe place where you can feel seen, where Black Lives Matter. And you could get the rest you need. Uh, it's time for the podcast that puts you. And if you're new, you might say, "What? That's a what? Wait a second. Did you? Just, how much?" Uh, and I say, "Yep, I'm go, I go, like uh, it's a, it's a goofy show about a very important thing. Uh, you getting the rest you need. It's time for Sleep with Me, patrons. A podcast you make possible. Thank you." Uh, hey, are you up all night uh, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, you know, things you're thinking about on your mind. Because uh, believe it or not, even as I'm talking, my mind is constantly tapping me on my shoulder with uh, things to talk to me about. So if it's things on your mind keeping you up, believe me, not only it's a, it's a pretty steady, I wouldn't say it's a steady distract, it's a steady flow of distraction from my mind. But it could be thoughts, it could be feelings, uh, like emotions coming up for you, or that, you know, remnants, uh, or the, you know, the feelings, uh, they're there. Uh, So some, you know, varying degrees of, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, Physical sensations, uh, those could be there too. Uh, So whatever's keeping you awake, it could be any of those broader things. It could be something very specific, like your work shift. And when you sleep or a change in your schedule or your routine or someone in, you know, that you, uh, you share a room with traveling or, you know, snoring, holy moly, you call it like, you say, oh, I don't know. I don't snore. I just breathe loudly while I'm sleeping. You say, well, I'm glad you're sound asleep because I'm here. Like actually, because I'm here to help, uh, (laughs) the other side of the bed over here. Am I right? But whatever it is that's keeping you awake, what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place or a place that feels safe where you can say, oh, and you feel your shoulders uh, relax a little bit. Uh, you know, here, like, I'm not kidding. I mean, I, like, in this situation, I don't, like, I'm not worried about posture, but believe me, uh, when I'm recording the show, I, like, there's no posture rules here. I won't posture about, you know, there's a lot of posturing about posture. And I mean, sure, during the day or, you know, when we're not talking about creating a safe place, go ahead, uh, have have at it. Holy cow, posture about posture. I guess here's the thing, like uh, when you're posturing, you could be standing on a soapbox, right? Uh, if Especially if you're posturing about posturing. And I imagine that if you're standing on a soapbox, unless it's some sort of, you know, uh, a high-end soapbox you purchased, like, like the, that's like a, oh, this is a version of a soapbox, modernized, you know, super, you know, enforced. I can't imagine that a soapbox is the most, like, the, if you just grabbed a soapbox, you say, well, I got, you know, there's no, uh, 
want to raise up so I can project my voice. People can make eye contact with me as I speak. I can make eye contact with them. They could see my gestures. Uh, They could get a feel for my tone and my body language. So I'm going to grab this soapbox here. I, I don't know. I mean, even if you brought your own soapbox from home, like, uh, it would probably be, you'd probably have to have, I'm, what I'm saying is in a long, meandering way, so you'd probably have to have pretty good posture to stand on that. Uh, so maybe we'll come back to that. But so whatever you're keeping awake, I'm going to try to create a safe place where you can set that aside. What I'm going to attempt to do, oh, oh I said that stuff. What I'm going to do, though, one of my methods you just witnessed, another one is to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. You could say, what sound does a soapbox in use make? And you'd say, well, if you were, if you had a microphone just on the soapbox uh, underneath it, you'd probably say creaky, dulcet tones it would make. Unless it's one of those, you know, oh, fre- this is a freshly, because you say that's not a good idea. You're going to freshly oil a soapbox and then you're going to stand on it? No, not a good idea, Junior. No, not a good idea. Let's uh, let's get back to the intro. So if you're new, you may already be confused. And uh, believe it or not, eventually you'll see that as a good thing. But when you first get here, it could be this show is very, very different from normal podcasts. A couple of things that make it different is, uh, well, there's like, I don't know. I, I wish I could I, it'd probably be shorter. The intro would be much shorter if I said the things that are similar. This is audio that, with talking. So that's similar to normal podcasts. But a few things that make it different. One is expectations. Like your expectations may, this may be different than what you expected. And that is very normal to feel that way. And I'm, I'm not, like I'm, I'm saying that because that's most listeners' experience. You get here, you say, what in the heck? Was he just talking about soapboxes for five minutes and posture? I'm not sure what, did he ever get back to his point? And that's a pretty normal, I thought this was episode was about Doctor Who. And you say, yeah, that's a very normal uh, reaction. Some reactions are stronger because you say, what is this? This is supposed to put me to sleep, really? And I say that without a touch of, of uh, what is that thing called? The thing that people use, uh, sarcasm, because that is a very normal, uh, a skeptical response to something that's supposed to put you to sleep, especially if you've been trying, as I have in the past for years and years and years, to find something to put you to sleep. Why wouldn't you be doubtful? So remember that. It, it, the second thing is it takes two or three tries to get used to this show. And I just say that because that's what majority of listener feedback that's come in over the past, uh, probably this is might be around episode 900 or something that, that or past 900. So those are normal things. Uh, the other things for a non-normal, this is not a normal podcast. The other things that can throw listeners off is uh, this is a podcast. Well, you may have figured this out already. You, you just barely listen to it because it barely makes any sense. Uh, I barely get to the point. So you could just barely kind of listen, like also almost like in a loose way, like water flowing through your hands. Like occasionally you could cup it and look at it, but eventually it's going to, you know, like uh, flow away. 
So just barely listen to me. This is a, that's different than most podcasts. Most podcasts, they want you to listen to it. This is also different than most sleep podcasts or sleep audio in the fact that I'm more here to keep you company as you fall asleep than really to put you to sleep. To be honest, I'm just your boyfriend. Like, or you could say, you know, I'm your bore, your bore for hire. That could be my new show uh, on uh, whatever channel we one day invent, bore for hire. Actually, we've done episodes like that. So, so, but like where I come over and I just talk and and about you know nonsense until you fall asleep. So, this is a podcast that doesn't need need to be listened to, and it's a sleep podcast. It's kind of here to barely but you put you to sleep and just keep you company. But if you can't sleep, the reason the shows are about an hour one to give you plenty of time to drift off, so you don't got to worry about it. And then two, if you can't sleep or you wake up and you need me again, I'll be here. Because uh, there's some listeners that just can't sleep, and, and I want to be here to keep you company too. So that's really how I view my job: is to keep you company whether you're awake or asleep, to create a safe, a dis- semi-distracting place uh, where you could rest. So those are there's even more things that are different that throw new listeners off. So let me get to those regular listeners. Welcome back! Uh, but we have never talked about soapboxes and posture before, so I'm glad you're here too. Uh, structurally what to expect. The show uh, is structured kind of similar to podcasts, but a little bit different. Starts off with a greeting, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, trees and multiforms, in this case, uh, for your Whovians. Then, would a Whovian also be someone that studies the Who's from, like, if if the Who's were a real thing, would you be, is a Whovian a fan of Who's or a, a, a person that studies Who's? I don't know. I just want, I heard that word. I said, I want to work Whovian in at some point. It's one, it feels wonderful to say it, Whovian. Uh, oh, so the show starts off with a, a greeting. So you feel welcome. Then there's business. That's how we keep the show coming out twice a week on a regular basis. So 4 p.m. Pacific time. Sundays and Wednesdays uh, for seven, eight years, uh, over 900 episodes. So that's the business. Then there's an intro. So the business kind of throws some people off, but that's really not that much time. And then the intro is a lot of time. Like normally you'd say, okay, four minutes of business, four minutes of intro, then get to the bedtime story. That would be, you know, at the fresh bedcast or something. I don't know. But for this show, the intro is, it serves two purposes. One, well, three purposes. (laughs) One, it makes, it gives you an idea of what to expect. And I try to go over things for the new listener. The second purpose is that uh, I'm not really good at getting to the point. So it kind of fits uh, my purpose, which is just trying to be here with you to keep you company and not put on airs or posture like, Oh, I'm like the sleep, like I'm the, like the sleep, uh, you know, that I say, you know, whatever I say, one, two, three, go to sleep, uh, bada B. So that's the second thing. And then the third thing is for regular listeners, they kind of figure it out as they start to listen to the show and maybe they change their relationship over the show with the show over the years. But for a lot of listeners, like, so 2% of listeners start the show 20 minutes. And then another, like, uh, like, well, two per, one or 2% of listeners support the show on Patreon. And some percentage of those listeners listen to story only episodes. But the rest of the listeners, 
they use the intro in a bunch of different ways. Uh, but the, the, the intro can be used in so many ways because it's here, one, to make you feel welcome and to take your mind off of stuff. But the, the, like a lot of people I hear from, they either start the podcast as they're getting ready for bed or as they just got in bed, as they're beginning their wind-down routine or at the, at the second stage of their wind-down routine when they're getting in bed, turning out the lights and pressing play. And so the intro gives you a way to ease into bedtime, whether it's as a part of your bedtime routine or it's after your bedtime routine or it's even like a part of your wind-down routine or your skincare routine, or your your evening hobby that you chill out to, uh, whatever it is, uh, that's like why the part of the reason the intro is so long is because for for me and a lot of the listeners that this podcast does work for, a lot of the stuff that's just supposed to work right away, or oh hey it should work, that's that's a common thing we experience, right? You say well it should work. Uh, you know, the blinds, you know, make your room cool and dark. That should work. You say, well, it kind of works. Uh, what about uh, breathing? Have you tried breathing? Yeah, like, of course. Uh, well, it should work if you, you know, and I say, okay, enough of that because I got listeners here. I think that's like my harumph brain or something. My sh- I guess that's my, sh- my, sh- my should, sh- shoulder. I'd like to put the shutter somewhere that rhymes with that. Uh, so, oh, that's why the intro is so long. Uh, because to ease you into bedtime, you can always skip it, but give it a few tries uh, and see how it goes. Because a lot of listeners, some people fall asleep during the intro. Some people fall asleep right away during the intro after they've been using the show for a while. So that's the intro. Then there's some business. That's just a structure of the podcast. Uh, then there'll be a Doctor Who. We'll talk about a Doctor Who episode in a way that you'll never recognize it. You'll say, that was a Doctor Who episode? Mm, I don't know. I don't remember that one. Or if you've never seen Doctor Who. First of all, this we're right now we're talking about the David Tennant Doctor Who. I don't know which number that is, but... Uh, you say, well, he's pretty delightful. So, yeah, I could listen to you talk about, uh, yeah, okay. But I don't know that show. You say, oh, don't worry about it. You won't, you, <laughs> so, you know, I'll just go off topic anyway. Then there's some thank yous at the end of the show. So that's the structure of the show, kind of things to know before you listen. The reason I make the show, one, I've been there. Tossing and turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, all those things I'm familiar with. I'm strong, like whatever the muscle is that should you, oh boy, is that muscle strong. I'm like a body, you know, I'm a bodybuilder with, what, what is that, what are those things called? Uh, oh, I'm trying to think, of, well, I call them brain bots, but I was trying to think of the actual, some of the actual professional words I've heard for them. Like, uh, they say, like, they, they know one word. This is, sounds a little bit harsh, but it's actually a kind word. You say maladaptive. All those maladaptive parts of me, if there was any Olympic events for maladaptive, like the maladaptive muscle bodybuilder, you say, well, all, every maladaptive part in his mind and his somatic system. You say, how did you build up? I say, it was just, just like, that's the way I was, uh, so I had, you know, uh, some sort of, uh, that's why I make a sleep podcast. So I did lean in and eventually 
I mean, this is actually, uh, this is why I make the show. I've readapted those things, uh, and I have embraced them, not totally in my personal life. But here on the show, I can cuddle up my maladaptive parts and put their strong things to work and say, hey, I know you used to should should everybody, but but that just sounds funny saying that uh, uh, because it sounds so similar to something else. But, uh, you know, now we're here to help. So I've been there. And the reason I want to help is because also, just like my maladaptive parts uh, deserve a chance to unwind and be respected, you do too. You deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place you could rest and you could flourish uh, and live your life. And that's what I hope to provide for those of you I can. So that's why I'm here. Uh, that's why I make the show. I guess there's other things that randomly come up. Like my brain naturally wonders what your posture is like on a soapbox and wonders if it's better. Like if you're, if they say, well, it probably has to be pretty good. If you're standing on, a, I, I don't think there could be any disagreement. You could slouch. They'd say, oh boy. But I, I would say unless, cause you think of a milk crate, right? Those are the things, those aren't even around very much anymore. But a milk crate was like uh, the plastic milk crates that you'd see people moving in. I think it was probably the last time you'd seen one, maybe. Even those aren't exactly sturdy. And we're talking about soapbox, like a wooden box that maybe soap came in. I have no idea. I'm not talking about a cardboard box. This is an allusion to an imaginary time in history that lives within my mind. So, I don't know. Uh, here's here's what I can tell you. I'm glad you're here. Uh, this podcast does not work for everybody, but for the majority of the people it works for, they gave it two or three tries, uh, and I really want to help. So give it two or three tries. I mean, unless you're 100, like usually, like usually, if you made it this far, there's a chance the podcast is going to help you if you listen two or three times. The people that it definitely didn't work for, they already stopped listening after like minute four to seven and started writing about writing me. So give it a few tries. See how it goes. I'm really glad you're here. I work very hard. I yearn and I strive. I really want to help you fall asleep. Uh, thanks again for coming by. And here's a, a couple of ways we're able to bring this podcast uh, twice a week. Thanks. All right, everybody. It's Scoots here. And, uh, you know, uh, we're getting ready to cover Doctor Who C- Season 3, Series 3, Episode 6, which is our seventh episode counting the holiday special. And then we're going to take a little breaky poo from uh, Doctor Who, and uh, we'll have uh, you may have your I don't know, like I haven't recorded in any of the next episodes. So, but it, like I always want to say, so I watch these on YouTube TV, which is how I watch uh, TV. Though I think Doctor Who moved behind another service recently, but I'm not positive on that. But uh, I have all of them DVR'd. But so every single Doctor Who episode from this series, at least. Opens with an ad for uh, Deep Space Nine. Uh, so every time I see Doctor Who, I think, uh, oh boy, how's a Ferengi supposed to make an honest living? Which is a quote at the beginning of every in every promo. So I just wanted you to know that. But uh, let's see, it opens with some 8-bit music. Now, like a lot of de- hand details uh, to, to open it as well. I'm going to actually pause it because I just noticed something new. This is why I run episode two while I'm recording it. Okay, so uh, in my notes, it said, 8-bit music, Doctor and Martha, TARDIS moving. 
there's a goldish brown, not quite an amber, uh, glass like ball or bobble. Uh, then there's some flicking up, uh, end of some end of the line, no place like home. Uh, but also the doctor, so the doctor's doing a lot of flicking and stuff, but I just noticed when I paused it on the glass globe that there's also a, I guess you could look at it like two ways. It looks like a, um, what is that called? A, a bishop, a, a glass bishop from, uh, a chess, a chess set, like a, maybe a hollow glass bishop, uh, clear glass, not frosted glass. That's a great question. And the doctor does a lot of flicking of knobs. Martha's holding on. She's actually holding on, I noticed, in front of a, uh, some sort of mechanism that may have handholds on it. It does. I don't know if she's holding something down or she's holding her own, uh, or she's just holding on. Like, so I don't know if she was steering or driving. So then there's some dialogue. Uh, the doctor goes, perfect landing, which isn't always easy in a tight spot, uh, which is funny because there's a good reveal. Uh, Martha goes, well, geez, you should be used to tight spots. Where are we? He goes, the end of the line. No place like it, Dorothy. I mean, he doesn't say Dorothy, but, uh, and then we see, so there's like Martha's face. First, she's excited because she doesn't know where they are. The doctor's kind of has his chin up. Uh, she goes out the door, uh, but then she, uh, goes in the room and she frowns because it's her bedroom or her apartment, uh. And she says, geez, would you take me home? He goes, yeah, just the morning right after we left. We've only been gone 12 hours, uh, which is like no time at all, really. And she goes, but what about all the stuff we've done? Uh, Shakespeare, New New York, Old New York, uh, all that stuff. Uh, and he goes, yeah, we did that all in one night, relatively speaking. And we see, like, pictures of her as a kid. There's also, a, maybe I'll keep an eye out for it. There's a coupon she has on her uh, pinboard. Yeah, oh, 50 cents off or 50 pence off of something. Uh, but she, he says, back where you were, uh, everything as it should be, books, CDs, laundry. He, and she says, please mind my own, mind your business about my laundry. He goes, as promised. And she goes, well, wait a second, that's it? Uh, and he goes, yeah, I got to cut out. So it's like this awkward moment. Then Martha's phone rings. Uh, she's got a, this is back when we had answering machines. And she says, yeah, I'm not here to leave a message. Uh, uh, and she says, sorry, doctor, you're going to have to listen to this because this is old technology. And it's uh, her mom. She says, Martha, are you there? Pick up. Uh, and she goes, it's my mom. Let's just listen. And she goes, oh, I know you're there. Pretend you're there. I was just calling your sisters on the TV. I thought you might be listed on the news of all things. Thought you might be interested. Let's see. So tissue. So there's a, a, a mature, very mature uh, gentleman uh, making a speech, and Tish is with him on the news. Uh, Martha says, "What's Tish doing on the news with this mature-looking gentleman?" Uh, and uh, he's making an announcement, uh, top secret. I'm going to demonstrate a device, redefine the world. Uh, she goes, oh yeah, her new job, PR research for a research lab. Uh, and this gentleman is uh, Dr. Lazarus. He says, with a push of a button, I'll change what it means to be human. And then everybody's making, asking questions, but Martha turns the TV off, uh, and she says, anyway, what were you saying? Uh, you were saying, uh, something. 
And the doctor goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, well, there was one trip, and then we did another one. And she goes, yeah, things kind of escalated. And the doctor goes, it seems like it happens to me a lot. And then she goes, thanks uh, for everything. But it's not as comfortable a goodbye as uh, the text would make it sound. And you could tell Martha has more she would like to say. Uh, and maybe the doctor does, but uh, he can't. I don't know. It shows uh, the human side of the doctor and Martha in great acting. Uh, because he says, it's my pleasure. He goes into the thing. And then it's uh, two minutes and 12 seconds by my clock. Martha takes uh, this deep breath uh, and uh, just a really good moment. And uh, then the dematerializes and she kind of uh, is kind of trying to process what happened with the doctor. Disappointed a little bit, maybe closes her eyes, thinks. And then the TARDIS sound regenerates. Wind comes back. and the doctor opens the door. He goes, wait a second. Did he, did that dude say like, uh, change what it means to be human in his speech? And then it cuts to the opening. Uh, so I guess that got the doctor's attention. Uh, also there's other stuff I put in here out of order. There's like a goodbye, like kind of with no kiss. It was like even a kiss on the cheek would have been a good goodbye that, I don't know. They felt like part of the tension was like, oh, you're not going to like at least give me a kiss goodbye? Or, and the doctor's like, maybe I should kiss you goodbye. But that could be all my imagination and fan fiction I'm writing. Deep Breath by Martha. Such a good moment. And then, oh, the TARDIS out. Martha closes eyes. TARDIS back. Uh, smiles. No, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, did he did he say what it means to be human? Oh, so that was on the TV that the doctor said. Then it opens. It's a Lazarus experiment by Stephen Graham, I think. is. Uh, let's see, it's coming up here on the screen. Doctor Who. And that zooms by. And then the TARDIS. So, yeah, Stephen Greenhorn. Sorry, Stephen. And then it opens with office. There's a statue of David. I think the same one that was on the t- coffee table in the Goonies, uh, like a miniature statue of David. There's also a, a glass globe or bauble there. And Lazarus is there with, I think, with his business partner and maybe his romantic partner. Uh, globe, lots of displays. Oh, lots of globe-like displays, too, like of circling uh, globes. Uh, projections uh they talk then tish comes uh and uh the like uh there's this guy who lazarus uh does not have uh he's a bit of a he's unacceptable i would say his behavior throughout this episode in many t- layers is unacceptable and he goes oh but what's that perfume tish goes tish goes soap uh what do you think uh then the doctor and Martha, holy moly, they dress up. They're in a, a tuxedo, and Martha's in a, a dress like they're going to a very formal event. And it's tough for me to say if Martha's dress is like a deep, deep, deep uh, maroon uh, color, like almost like a deep wine color, or if it's black dress. Because uh, just uh, I said, wait a second, like last night when I was watching this episode. But they go into a combination of an old building with a new building built on top of it. Uh, that's like Lazarus Labs. 
Uh, let's see what else the discussion. Uh, let's look at the dialogue. So, uh, Lazarus and his business partner, uh, they're talking about, yeah, we resolved the issues confident it's going to work. Uh, she, she says, Oh, Richard, uh, you know, I just was concerned. He goes, oh, I'm glad that's touching. She says, this is going to be worth a lot of, uh, money though. So this is great. Uh, and we're really going to get our, get a, get everything. Uh, then that's when Letitia comes up and she says, he says, Oh, what's your perfume? She goes, soap. Uh, then the doctor, Martha walk in. He goes, yeah, whenever I dress up, uh, things always get interesting. She goes, it's not the outfit. It's you, but it suits you. James Bond. Uh, he goes, James Bond, eh? Uh, then let's see, they go up, uh, they run into, uh, uh, don't they run into Dar? Oh, no, first they get into this uh, party, and then the doctor's very impressed with, uh, isn't there a plus one? Where's that part? Uh, oh, I guess that's the other part. The doctor loves the, um, what do you call those? Oh, nibbles, he says. Uh, it's a big party. Uh, there's music, but he calls uh, appetizers nibbles. Oh, I love nibbles. Uh, Martha and Tish are reconnecting. Uh, I think there's hugs all around. Uh, and uh, so they're happy to see each other, especially Martha's very, maybe Martha and Tish were already talking, and that's only with Martha and her mom, but like uh, Tish says, geez, you look great. Uh, isn't this impressive where I work? Uh, and Martha goes, oh, yeah. And Tish goes, what are you going? You went out to- two nights in a row. That's wild. And Martha goes, yep, yep. And uh, Tish goes, yeah, well, there's going to be uh, a lot of photographers here. Mom's coming. Leo's coming. Martha's like, Leo in a tux? Holy cow. And then she goes, oh, this is the doctor. And Tish goes, the doctor goes, hello. Tish goes, like, with you. The, st- the doctor's with you. Martha goes, yeah. And she goes, well, he's not on the list. How'd he get here? And Martha goes, he's my plus one. And the doctor goes, who's this Lazarus? Uh, and is he in charge? And Tish goes, yeah, I'm on the staff. He's Professor Lazarus. Uh, and Martha doesn't know so much about her sister because she goes, oh, yeah, Tish just works in the PR department. And Tish goes, no, 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 I'm the head of the TR, PR department. Uh, and she goes, I organized this whole thing. And then the uh, doctor goes, well, what's going on? Uh, is that a sonic microfield thingamajig? And then Tish goes, oh, okay, this is why he's dating you, Martha. He's like into science and stuff. Okay, that makes sure I got to get back to work. And the doctor goes, a science geek, what does that mean? And uh, Martha goes, geek, it means you're overly enthusiastic about something. Uh, then mom and Leo show up, uh, and mom's kind of like, geez, I was like last night with your father and his girlfriend, uh, and Leo says, yeah, mom, uh, and then Martha gives her mom a hug like she's been traveling across the universe, uh, but mom goes, what's with the hug? Uh, she goes, just happy to see you, and she goes, yeah, you saw me last night, and then she goes, missed you, mom, missed you, Leo, you're looking great, uh. And uh, mom goes, where'd you go last night, Martha? And Martha goes, home. And, and mom says, on your own? And I said, I know what my stomach does when you like Those are the kind of questions that give you a stomach ache. Uh, and uh, she goes, oh, by the way, meet the doctor. And uh, Francine goes, doctor who? Who? Or doctor what? And she goes, just the doctor. We've been working together. And Leo says, hey, you okay? And the doctor goes, yeah, great to meet you, Mrs. Jones. Heard a lot about you. She goes, what? Uh, 
you heard about me. And he goes, you know, that you're Martha's mom and, uh, you know, we've been really busy. And she goes, busy doing what exactly? And the doctor goes, stuff, uh, just stuff, nothing but stuff. Uh, uh, then Lazarus gets up, uh, doctor on the spot, glass tap, uh, big speech. Okay, so this, the Lazarus gets up, he makes a big speech. The doctor's arms are crossed. Uh, the building starts to move around. Uh, uh, he presses down on a red plunger. Oh, then the building moves. We see, oh, we see shots of a lab with readouts and switches and stuff. Uh, he makes, he makes this big speech like, oh boy, am I going to do big things here tonight? I'm going to change everything. Biggest advance in science. Uh, tomorrow the world will be changed. And then everything starts to oscillate. Doctor goes, wait a second, something's not right here. It's too much power. So he jumps over the controls as things start to get out of control, and he uses a sonic screwdriver to try to fix it. Lazarus's partner, she says, stop. He doesn't know what he's doing. And the doctor goes, well, if I don't do something, nobody's going to do something. Uh, then he manages to stop it. Uh, and, uh, like, uh, the, the thing stops and the door opens and all this smoke comes out. Uh, let's see, slow down, shut down. Martha opens up the door. So you see again, these little spots, like where Martha has such great courage. Like a lot of times she's the one taking action as opposed to other people, uh, and then the door opens, and it's Richard, Richard, he goes, hey, it's Richard Lazarus, but now he's like a young man. And he says, 76 years old, reborn. Uh, and his partner says, he did it, holy cow. And everybody cheers and does applause, and then it goes to a commercial. And Martha's like, was that some sort of, after the ad, Martha goes, is that some sort of magic trick or something? Like, what happened? Uh, and the doctor goes, oh, no, it wasn't a trick. Because uh, that really happened. So we got to, uh, he goes, hmm. Uh, and then Lazarus is like, this is only beginning. Uh, and the doctor goes, he did change what it means to be human. Uh, and then his partner says, that was so astonishing, Richard. He goes, this is only the beginning. And she goes, think of all the money we're going to make. Uh, and she goes, I'm next. Uh, and Lazarus kind of makes a face because we know he's like just uh, not a. Uh, <laughs> and he goes, I'm famished. I got to eat. And then he starts just shoveling food in his mouth. And the doctor comes up. He goes, energy deficit always happens when you do that. And Lazarus says, what do you see this kind of thing every day? And there he goes, not every day, but I've seen this kind of transformation before. And he goes, just like with the, like the, you know, stories about wishes, he goes, uh, there's something else. Uh, Lazarus goes, you don't know what you're talking about. Doctor goes, hypersonic sound waves, resonance. He goes, great idea. And Lazarus goes, well, at least you get the theory. And the doctor goes, well, do you know about all the variables? And he goes, well, you got to accept the variables. And the doctor goes, like, like I don't know, that was uh, something weird happened. And then his partner says, you're not qualified. The doctor says, if I didn't stop it, it would have, uh, you would have been trouble. 
And uh, he goes, thanks anyway. We got it. He goes, it's just engineering because it was just lights. Uh, he goes, what happened was supposed to happen. And Martha says, have you run any tests about this? Like, says, I'm a doctor. I know a little bit more than you might. Uh, oh, he took a deep breath before he ate all the appetizers. And he goes, I don't need to run tests. He goes, look at me. I'm like uh, looking good. Uh, it's all the proof I need. And his partner says, don't worry, we'll certify it before we start operating commercially. Martha's like, commercially? That's not a good idea. It'd be chaos. And Lazarus says, chaos? No, change. Uh, evolution. And doctor goes, this is about vanity, not about evolution. And he goes, no, 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 this is about indefinite. Lazarus, you know, he goes, this is, you know, this. And they go, we got to talk business, you two. Excuse us, Lazarus and uh, uh, Thaw. And they go, you, we'll be laughing. Uh, and then the doctor and Martha, and he goes, oh, boy. And she goes, what do we do? And he goes, let's look into it. Uh, let's do our own tests. Uh and he had kissed Martha's hand, which, again, Martha's brilliance. She goes, look, uh, I got a little sample we could run tests on. Uh, so there's also the use of impossible at some point that I liked. Uh, uh, then Lazarus and, and Thaw are by themselves looking over at the window over London. Uh, or where I think that's where they're supposed to be. Oh, yeah, Martha lived in London, right? And they go back and forth. Uh, and they, he goes, that's where I grew up. And she goes, oh, boy, it'll be famous. Uh, he goes, well, it's gone now. And she then they talk about uh, back in the day. And she goes, well, my parents sent me to the country. And he goes, well, I was here in London during that all that whole thing. It was not easy. It changed me. And then she goes, don't worry, we'll create an empire and rule together. And he goes, eh. and then he goes, actually, I have to, he goes, I still need to, to extract some energy. Also, he seems to be having some issues, which we find out is one of the variables. Yeah, what's happening? Oh, wait a second. Did I skip a page? Uh, let's see. He's going back and forth. Uh, Richard's having some issues. Uh, the doctor and Martha are like going through the labs, uh, and they're saying, wait a second, this is Lazarus's DNA. Martha goes, uh, what's the big deal about it? And the doctor goes, it's transforming like those transformer cartoons. Remember those like, toys? And she goes, my goodness. So he turned himself into a transformer, not just a, a younger per version of himself. And he goes, yeah, but he doesn't have the ability to control the transformation. And she goes, so it's a, he's a human transformer now. That's impossible, too. And the doctor goes, two impossible things in one night. Don't you love it when that happens? And she goes, well, I guess that means he changed his molecular patterns. Uh, and he goes, yeah, hypersonic sound waves. And she goes, but it's still, so he's going to transform at some point soon. And he goes, yeah, I don't know. We better find out. Uh, and they go, all right, we better get upstairs and look into this. Uh, then we're back with uh, Thaw and uh, Richard, who Richard begins to transform, but he didn't expect to transform into a transformer. And he transforms into this, like, crane truck, but it, need, like, it needs gasoline, but it doesn't, like, uh, so it tra transforms into, a tra like, a truck with a crane on the back, or he does, uh, 
And then he says, I must have gas. Uh, and he says, the lady thought, go to ga- here's a gas can. Go to the gas station and get a gas, pl- gas thing. She he goes, petrol. And she goes, what? And he goes, and I don't have a wallet anymore because I transformed. I guess everything transformed. Uh, so you're going to have to. And she goes, what? And she goes, forget this whole thing, Richard. I don't want to be transformed into a truck. Plus, there's not room in here for me. So uh, uh, that part happens. And uh, I mean, it's like pretty much like, uh, holy cow. So she's gone, lady. uh uh, um, Lady Thaw. Uh, so she's out. Uh, uh, she's also her mind's blown. She saw a human get younger and then change into a, a truck with a crane. So she's in such a space uh, that she just instead of going to get gas, she just goes to the big farm. Uh, then Martha. Oh no! Then Mom is goes. Tish, where's your sister? Uh, uh, what's going on? Who's that doctor? And Tish goes, oh, I haven't seen them. I'm working. Uh, she goes, well, who is this guy? Mark Tish goes, I don't know. And she goes, she's running after him. Uh, and she goes, well, she's a doctor. She was doing her job trying to help because uh, mom didn't like the idea that T- or Martha was like, uh, you know, putting herself in action, but not without, you know, consequences, you know. And Leo goes, well, maybe he's her bloke, mom. Uh, and Francine goes, she needs to focus on being a doctor. There's something else going on. And then, uh, uh, what's his name? Lazarus is transformed back into a human again. So he comes off the elevator dressed as a human. And he's not a transformer, but we know he is. And then he says, well, Letitia Jones, I recognize your soap. Uh, he goes, I'd like to talk to you for a second. We got to talk about work stuff. I think he said extraordinary uh, when he came off the elevator. Juice of an orange. Oh, no, this must be the doctor. Uh, fixed tie. Letitia's working. Letitia Jones. Okay, then Martha and the doctor are in his office. There's the David statue. There's also like a bottle of booze, like a bottle of scotch. Martha sees his shoes. So she says, uh, that lady Thaw ran out of here so fast she forgot her shoes. Uh, the doctor goes, and there's a gas can, uh, uh, an empty gas can there. He goes, like, someone wanted it to be filled up. Uh, no shoes, no shoes in an empty gas can. That's weird. Uh, then uh, the dude and Tish are on the elevator. And he goes, it must need, oh, the doctor says, it must need a lot of gas for something. He goes, I don't know, for part of the process. Then Letitia and Lazarus are on the elevator, and he says, "Geez, you, you're very, you got." Uh, she goes, uh, "He goes, so you've been working with us for a while, huh?" And she goes, "Yeah, I'm, I'm good at my job." Uh, she goes, "Where are we going?" He goes, oh, "I thought I'd show you the view from the roof." Uh, maybe that's what he says is extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Martha and. Uh, uh, then Martha, let's see, elevator, faux tie, fixed tie, dude and Tish off, elevator extraordinary. Oh, yeah, Dr. and Martha come back downstairs, and the doctor goes, where is he? And then Martha goes, I don't know. Then Leo goes, hey, Martha, what's up? Mom's looking for you. And Martha goes, well, where's Lazarus? He goes, oh, her and Tish just went upstairs, uh, or him and Tish. And she goes, oh, boy. 
Then mom tries to talk to the doctor. He goes, where'd they go upstairs? He goes, upstairs on the elevator, I guess. And mom goes, doctor, I'd like to talk to you. But the doctor barges past uh, Martha's mom in such a way. He, she, he even spills her drink. And she's wearing this, like, beautiful dress. So I thought that was a little bit rude. Uh, but, you know, those things happen. Uh, and uh, then... Uh, Mom says, Martha, I need to speak to you now. Uh, and Martha goes, no, nah, no, nah, Mom, I got to run. Uh, then Martha tries, or Martha's mom tries to dry off. Uh, and this rando dude goes up to her. He goes, hey, here's a napkin. She goes, thanks. He goes, do you know that man? And she goes, he's a friend of my daughter's. Uh, and he goes, not a good choice in friends. Uh, let's see. Then... Uh, uh, they return to the office. Uh, no one's there. Doctor and Martha. The doctor goes, uses a sonic screwdriver to search for her. He goes, up oh, top floor, let's go. So they head up. Uh, Tish is with uh, Lazarus. She goes, can I just feel your face? He goes, yeah. She goes, this is weird. Uh, he goes, yeah, it's weird for me too. Still adjusting to it. She goes, same here. Uh, and they're up on the roof. There's a view of a cathedral and uh, a bunch of different cathedrals, actually. And she goes, what's that one? He goes, Southwark Cathedral, the oldest one in London. Oh, because she says it's a church or a clock tower. He goes, no, it's a cathedral. And then uh, the doctor goes, a doctor shows up with Martha. And the doctor starts reading, uh, doing poetry a little bit. Uh, Oh, there's also a bar cart there, which is weird. Uh, but the doctor goes, uh, oh, Lazarus goes, oh, you know T.S. Eliot, that's great. Uh, and Martha goes, Martha, or Tish goes, Martha, what are you doing? And Martha says, Tish, this dude is up to no good. And then they have, you know, sisterly rebellion. She says, don't tell me what to do. And the doctor goes, I'm not surprised you're into poetry, Lazarus, uh, since you're so busy defying the laws of nature. And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, life's too short for me to do any everything. But uh, he goes, I'm going to have three or four lifetimes now. And the doctor goes, come on. That's not how it works. We all know that. Uh, it's not time. It's people. It's not time that matters. It's people. And he goes, well, right person in the right amount of time. It's a gift. And the doctor goes, mm, maybe not a gift. Uh, more than meets the eye. Isn't that what they used to say in Transformers? Uh, and uh, Lazarus goes, what are you talking about? Martha goes, Tish, get over here. And Tish goes, Martha, why are you interrupting uh, this? Uh, and she goes, he's a transformer. And Tish goes, like, uh, yeah, he transformed into a, from a, like a more mature person into a much younger person. And then uh, Lazarus transforms into the crane truck. Uh, and Tish goes, did he just transform into a, tr a, a crane truck? And now his engine's revving and his crane's moving. And he's saying, get, get me gas in a way that doesn't mean they, they go, let's get out of here. And then we cut to a commercial. Uh, we cut back to the commercial. Uh, transforms, get out of here. Then there's the elevator. They're waiting for the elevator. Tish, Martha, and the doctor. Power goes out, so all the doors close in the building. Even the doors automatically shut down. 
Uh, but they get to the lobby, uh, the doctor, Tish, and Martha. The doctor throws Martha the sonic screwdriver. He goes, open the doors, setting uh, 54. Uh, no, what did I get? Setting 754. Uh, 754, he says, do that. Uh, I said, oh, well, Martha knows how to use settings. I said, I, I don't remember how to do, I don't know how to do that. I'd be like, what do you mean? How do you do 754? Uh, then the doctor says, everyone get out of here. Party's over. There's a transformer out in the building. And some person says, transformer? I, what is it? That's ridiculous. My kids did. When I was a kid, my brother had transformers. And I thought they were lame. Uh, and he goes, you got to get out of here. And she goes, we're having all of uh, snackers or whatever you said, uh, tiddlers. Uh, Next thing you know, the crane transformer truck drives down the stairs and it makes a big mess because it's a giant truck with a crane on the back. And he starts just moving his crane around with gas cans, trying to get people to get gas. Uh, And the person that yelled at the doctor, she ends up holding a gas can. He goes, go get gas right now and pay for it. So she runs out. But then everybody's trying to get out of there. Uh. Mom's looking, she says, Leo, Leo, uh, and then the doctor's trying to distract Lazarus, Lazarus truck, uh, Francine saying, Martha, come with me. Oh, Leo gets bumped by a gas can. So he's like, uh, resting. He says, I just got to throw in a gas can and I wasn't expecting it. The doctor's saying, uh, Lazarus, you can't control this. You're going to be stuck as a truck for the rest of your life. Uh, And people can't just go fetch you gas and you don't have opposable thumbs, so you won't be able to fill up your own gas. Uh, This was a mistake uh, because you're going to be a footnote in the history of failure, which he doesn't like. So, of course, he chases after the doctor, honking his horn, saying, buy me gas, buy me gas. or petrol, I guess, I'm sorry. Martha says, that was a distraction to buy us time. Leo, uh, let's get everybody outside. Mom, get Leo some air. She goes, come on, I'll be right behind you, Tish. Let's get moving here. And then the doctor tries to play hide-and-seek, which is tough or easy for the doctor, uh, harder for Lazarus, the truck, because he has to push his way through stuff. The doctor says, you're never going to find me. And he goes, well, I'll just plow through everything. He goes, you're very arrogant. Uh, couldn't you have seen this was going to happen? And he goes, you're arrogant, a doctor. You're in the way of progress. Uh, now I'll be a truck. I could get maintenance forever. And doctor says, that's delusional. Uh, uh, then Trish is waiting for Martha to open the door. Martha goes, a super action move, slides over a desk, and then uses the 754 sonic screwdriver to open the door. Everybody goes outside. Uh, then Lazarus actually says peekaboo as he sees the doctor with his crane because he has crane on his crane on the ball part of the crane. He has he is, can see stuff, so he says peekaboo, which I thought was funny. Um, uh, then Martha goes, "Okay, I got to go back and help the doctor." Her mom goes, "No, no, 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 no," and she goes, "Yeah, I have to help. It's uh, what's right." Uh, your mom goes, you really changed. Is it because of this doctor? And Tish goes, Mom, he's trying to help. Uh, he helped us get out of there. Martha goes, I'm not leaving him behind. Uh, so she runs in. 
And there's more hide-and-seek and back-and-forth between the doctor and Lazarus. The doctor goes on the run. He actually runs into Martha, who's running after him. She goes, here's your sonic screwdriver. It's a nice, cute, amusing scene because uh, they're both happy to see one another. Uh, he says, hello, uh, I think. Uh, and he goes, she goes, what's going on? He goes, well, uh, oh, I forgot there was a scene in the lab where the doctor kind of tries to, it's like a, like, like a high school lab with Bunsen burners. So he tries to use the, the uh, glass from the beakers to pop the tires of Lazarus, which seemed like it worked. But then when he meets up from Lazarus, the, he's still trucking Lazarus right after him. He says, nope, uh, you know, burst-proof tires. And the doctor goes, he's so, so more annoyed. Uh, then Tish is outside with Mom. She goes, don't worry, her and the doctor look out for each other. And the mom goes, I can't believe she went in there without us. And Leo goes, he must be some dude. Uh, Tish goes, yeah, maybe she loves him. Uh, and mom goes, she just met him. What are you talking about? Then that same dude goes up to mom again. And he says, uh, let's see, slides. Oh, wait, I'm behind on that one. Uh, oh, yeah, very Jurassic Park, uh, that moment in the lab, like the scene in the cafeteria in Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, and then the guy goes up to his mom, Francine's mom, that same guy. He goes, uh, there's something you should know about the doctor, and he whispers into Francine's ear. Uh, then we come back. to. Then they go to commercial. Then the doctor and Martha run. Uh, they actually have to run into the transformation chamber because uh, that's the only place they could find to jump into. And the doctor says, okay, we'll hide here for a second. It's a tight fit again. Yeah, uh, because they don't want to lead him outside where the people are. Uh, and he goes, he won't break this thing because he needs it. Uh, and she goes, yeah, we're stuck. And he goes, yeah, we'll figure it out. And she goes, you don't have a plan? He goes, yeah, well, I'll get in here, come up with a plan. Uh, and she goes, oh, take your time then. And then he goes, okay, let me get on the floor and work on this. She goes, doing what? He goes, improvise. And she goes, what is it? What, how, what's a transformer anyway? Are they from Earth? He goes, uh, not just human. Uh, he goes, but yeah, human, he goes, this one is a human, yeah, human transformer, I guess. It doesn't make any sense, but uh, he goes, it wasn't, he goes, it was locked in your jeans. And she goes, like Pandora's box? He goes, yeah, by the way, nice shoes. Then uh, Lazarus hits a big red button, so the machine starts going. Uh, there's black lights on, it starts to spin, and Martha goes, can you pick up the pace? He goes, yeah, I'm going to reflect energy. And he goes, maybe I'll uh, shrink him down or something. Uh, and then he gets it. Uh, there's a big energy burst. Uh, uh, Martha comes out. She's holding her tummy, which I thought was a good a good thing. Uh, Lazarus is asleep on the floor uh, as a young man, but with no clothes on. And uh, the doctor says, pitiful, uh, out with the whimper. So then they kind of take him in. They say, they say, oh, well, no one believes this stuff. Uh, so they say, oh, let's just take him in uh, and uh, get him some water. Some people come to help. Uh, the doctor and Tish and uh, doctor and Martha meet up with Tish and Mom and Leo. Mrs. Jones says, stay away from my daughter. And Martha goes, what? And he goes, doctor goes, moms don't like me. 
And she goes, I've heard things about you, doctor. And she goes, this isn't the doctor's fault. Uh, he uh, saved us. And Leo goes, it was Tish that invited us to this party. But then they hear a truck start up again, and then the doors open or drives off. And they say, oh, boy, that sounded like a crane truck. Uh, and they see it was on the streets. So Dr. and Martha run after him to Southwark Cathedral. Tish says, that's where he's going. Because uh, the doctor goes to church. She goes, no, Cathedral, Southwark Cathedral. Or Suffolk Cathedral, maybe. The doctor, uh, let's see. So then uh, uh, they go in there. Uh, Martha goes, do you think you're in there? The doctor's like, oh, like action moves with his sonic screwdriver, tracking him down. Uh, sanctuary, tank, tense music. Uh, then they find him. Uh, oh, they say, where else would you go for sanctuary? Then he's wrapped in a blanket in the cathedral. And he says, geez, I came here a long time ago uh, uh, for sanctuary when I was really young. And the doctor goes, yeah, it was a tough time when you were young. Uh, and he goes, and I swore I would always, you know, I would do, tr- do whatever it took to transform into something more powerful and longer lasting. I wa- always wanted to be more than meets the eye. And the doctor goes, well, that's, he goes, that's, he goes, that kind of stuff's what make you, makes you human. He goes, no, 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 avoiding that stuff is what makes us human. He goes, I'm going to be more than meets the eye. And the doctor says, but you're good. And he starts to transform again. And transformers even make a sound in the cartoon that goes, uh, can't do it on a sleep podcast. So he goes, something like that. And so the the he starts to transform. Martha goes, he's transforming. And the doctor goes, yeah, I know. We got to get him to the bell tower. Martha goes, up there? And the di- Lazarus says, doctor, you're so sentimental. Maybe you're older than you look. And he goes, the longer life isn't always the best because uh, you just get tired, tired of struggle, tired of losing everyone. He goes, you end up all alone, which pays off at the end. He goes, that's the price we're pay- paying. Lazarus says, doctor goes, nope. He goes, I'm about to transform. And Martha goes, uh, hey, Lazarus, uh, you want some gas? My sister and I have uh, gas upstairs in our gas cans. Uh, somehow they had gas can. They thought to carry in gas cans. Uh, really filled with water, but not important. They swish him around. He starts running after them. Like uh, Martha goes, doctor, we're going up to the tower. So again, we have this heroic moment from Martha. Oh, a good laugh uh, from uh, him at one point. Except what you cannot change. So then there's a race to the top. Martha's like, "Yeah, this is a bait move, uh, Tish." Because uh, Tish says, "What are you doing?" Uh, she goes, "We're going to bait him." Uh, and so they head to the top. He's changing and chasing them like he transforms into the truck at some point after he gets to the top of the stairs. Uh, the doctor goes to the organ. He goes, hypersonic sound waves. He starts to use his sonic screwdriver with the organ. Uh, I think that was before. There was an ad before that, maybe. Uh, but, yeah, then they get to the top. Uh, and he kind of has them cornered, Martha and Tish. And the di- like, uh, he starts swinging around his uh, crane, trying to grab their gas cans. And they're diving out of the way. But Martha's so smooth. She says, yeah, oh, 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 no, I'm going to drop my gas can. 
But then she almost drops it, and then she says, oh, boy, I don't want to drop a gas can in a cathedral, even though it's filled with water. Uh, wouldn't be a great idea. Uh, so so I don't know if uh, when you play that thing, you play the bells, uh, but I, I, I'm a little... Uh, uh, but he says, hypersonic sound waves inspired. So I don't know. Oh, and then there's an ad in there at some point. Uh, and uh, I said, wait, wait, wait a second. What was the ad before? Uh, it was well before before the doctor got to the Oregon. So after the ad, the doctor's at the Oregon. He pauses. I said, dude, you're taking it forever to get this Oregon going. He said, did you say Oregon? And I said, no, Oregon, like get you the Oregon, start Oregon playing. He's like cracking his knuckles. I mean, I guess if he didn't want to do it, that's when Martha tells Tish that they're bait. And then they duck uh, in a play to catch and hide and catch, catch and seek with the um, gas cans. We also see Martha has really good upper arm strength, uh, her ability to toss the gas cans and Tish. Uh, she said, well, it's impressive. Like, uh, uh, the doctor says, I'm going to turn up to 11, 111. He's playing on two different levels on the Oregon, which I think was interesting. And he plays so loud that it jams all the controls of the crane truck, which goes over uh, the belfry into the center of the church again. Uh, and he returns to, uh, transforms instantly on his way uh, to rest. Uh, he's a naked man again. At first, a young man. Uh, Tish grabs Martha, so she saves the day, or saves Martha's day. And then they like uh, they say, okay, doctor. Doctor says, Martha? And she says, don't worry, we're okay, we're okay. Uh, and Martha and say, she's like, uh, thank you for saving me, Tish. And Tish goes, well, it's the doctor that saved all of us from that crane truck human. Uh, cut it close, huh? Martha goes, Doctor always cuts it close. It's what makes it fun. And Tish goes, Well, who is he? And she goes, He's the doctor. But she has a look in his eye, that's her eye, that's very important. Uh, then we're downstairs. The doctor uh, says, uh, Lazarus, you've gone to sleep uh, forever in the place uh, where, you know, in the um, All Spark beyond the All Sparks. You're once again united with the All Spark. Uh, Martha goes, nice job on the keys, uh, maestro. Uh, you're like a page, the chairman of the boards. Uh, and he goes, oh, well, you know, if you hang around with Beethoven, you're bound to pick something up. Uh, she goes, he was loud, too. Uh, then we see the doctor, his key goes in. I saw a key go into a keyhole for the TARDIS. I said, holy cow, a key in the TARDIS door. Have I seen that before? Uh, they're in Mar- Martha's room. Uh, and Martha's kind of like the one doing the, uh, like a pre-breakup kind of thing. She goes, okay, well, this is a pattern, so uh, you should take care in the future and the past or whatever period you find yourself in. And the doctor goes, we had fun, though, didn't we? And she goes, yeah, we did. Uh, and I, I don't know, I really love it, like the, the, the this character, because she says, uh, yeah. The doctor goes, well, how about one more trip? She goes, no. He goes, well, I thought you had fun. And she goes, yeah, but it's not fair for me to just go on these trips with you. 
He's got like his happy doctor face on it first. And she, she goes, I'm not going to be a passenger. So when you take along for a treat, uh, if you just see me as a passenger, I'd rather stay home. The doctor goes, oh, okay, then. First, he acts surprised. Uh, like, and he says, oh, okay. And then she goes, oh, okay, then, fine. Uh, uh, and she goes, great, bye. She gives him this look, great. She goes, okay. Well, we'll see you later. And she turns her back, walks off, and she kind of like she keeps her back at him. She goes, "Aren't you getting out of here then?" Uh, she goes, "We already said goodbye once. You better hit the road." And he just stands there. And she goes, "What?" And he said, "I said okay." And she goes, "You're right." And he goes, "Okay." And then he like turns his head towards the TARDIS, like, "Okay, you're my partner now." And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah. And then he goes into doctor mode. They hug. And she goes, he goes, you're never a partner or passenger anyway, were you? Obviously, she wasn't. Uh, and then they go into the TARDIS. It vanishes. Then mom calls. She leaves a message. She says, it's your mother. Call me back. I know the doctor. I know who he is. Uh, Harold Saxon. I said, am I supposed to know who Harold Saxon is? He's the one that told on the doctor. So call me back. He's done no good. Bye. And with that, the episode comes to a close. Uh, Good night.